heart-to-heart, passionate sex. Kevin, I've been fantasizing about making love with you all day, but I'm not aroused now. In fact, I hope I can perform. Anna, me too. I want you so much. Not really. I had a stressful, exhausting day at work. Kevin, let's get under the covers. If I'm standing nude, she'll see how flabby I'm getting. Anna, okay. Why doesn't he ever undress me slowly? Kevin, I'll turn the lights down. Oh no, I should have created a more romantic, intimate setting. Candles, soft music, massage oils. But it's too late, and I'm tired. Anna, great. I'd better look eager or he'll feel crushed. Why does he always have to be in such a rush? He hasn't even kissed or hugged me. Kevin, I'd really like you to give me oral sex. It's okay to be selfish about your needs. That's what sex books say. Anna, sure. I'll just get this over with and go to sleep. He'll never change. I'll fantasize about someone who would make love to me seductively. Kevin, mmm, that's good. I should have just gone to sleep. If this doesn't give me an erection, nothing will. You really turned me on. Thank goodness I'm hard. I suppose I should pleasure her too, but I really don't feel like it. Anna, this is getting tedious. Am I erotic and wild enough? I'd like a little attention myself, but it feels like he's about to come already. Kevin, come up and let's make love. I better screw her before I come. Anna, I hope I get excited quickly. I wonder if those Kegel vaginal tightening exercises have made a difference. He probably won't notice. He didn't even mention it when I colored my hair. Kevin, you're outrageous. I should have... I should count sheep and focus on my checking account. It's too early to come now. Anna, so are you. What's happening to his hard-on? Damn, I better pretend nothing's wrong. Kevin, sweetheart, you're the best. I hope she doesn't think I'm a premature ejaculator. My penis is already shrinking, and I've got to make her come right now. Anna, sighs, moans, shudders. I'll fake it and not hurt his feelings. Kevin, did you, Anna? Oh, God, yes, that was incredible. Couldn't you feel it? He never ha- knows how to satisfy me, but I don't want him to think I'm inorgasmic. Kevin. Oh, yeah, was that a multiple? Anna. I was so gone, I couldn't really count. Kevin. Next time it'll be even wilder. I've got these great positions. How come you're so quiet? Anna. I just feel so intimate and close to you. What a fiasco. Kevin. Me too. There has been so much written about sex over the past two decades that most couples, like our fictional Kevin and Anna, are familiar with a myriad of ways of pleasuring one another and genuinely want to create a mutually satisfying sexual experience. Unfortunately, the liberal attitudes towards sexual practices can be terribly misleading. The key to lasting, passionate sex lies not in mastering a variety of techniques or straining to satisfy your partner, but rather in discovering the intensity of emotional contact without pretense, fear, or limitations. If sex remains superficial or loses intensity, the problem for most couples is fear of letting themselves be known deeply and without reservation as loving sexual beings. Sex is associated with primordial feelings of self-worth, potency, creativity, and self-confidence, as well as shame and guilt. Sexual desire stems from deep within the psyche and tends to ebb and flow for reasons and at times beyond personal control. No wonder that sex is the cause for so much anxiety and joy. On the one hand, to lack sexual desire when your lover seems to want sex is frustrating and, for many, deeply humiliating. On the other hand, there are few human experiences more magical and more fulfilling than being in a perfect tune sexually with your lover. At the onset of most love relationships, sex is usually terrific. The natural, intentional sexual attunement makes it all more disappointing to fall out of sexual balance without knowing why and with no guidance on how to recover that state of sexual grace. In this chapter, we explain how applying certain love fitness principles can help you create a more fulfilling sexual relationship than ever before. We also discuss how to revitalize a sexual relationship that has gone stale. Our focus is not on techniques, there's enough sex manuals for that, but on imbuing sex with the magic of heart-to-heart communication. While While we present specific love fitness workouts to facilitate intense communication of feeling before, during, and after sex, 
These exercises must be understood in the context of the Love Fitness Program. Sexual malice in a relationship is often a symptom of other problems such as unexpressed anger, accumulated resentments, or merely taking one another for granted. Working through these insecurities and vulnerabilities with heart-to-heart -heart communication is the only means to create a lasting, passionate sexual relationship. Beyond sexual boredom and fear. First and foremost, sex establishes a bonding that helps to ensure the biological survival of the species. Nature has assured that sex between new lovers almost always has a quality of urgency and excitement. Of course, there is an indefinable element of sexual chemistry that can make sex fantastic or, if it is missing, leave sex disappointing no matter how hard a couple may try. Given the chemistry, simple biology causes new lovers to almost always be in the mood. Mutual attraction stirs such intense sexual desires automatically that new lovers tend to believe that they have discovered an inexhaustible well wellspring of sexual passion. For most couples, however, the bloom eventually fades from the rose. Whether over a period of months or years, sexual pa passion diminishes and a strong tendency towards sexual boredom develops. This ebbing of sexual passion can be particularly disturbing because almost every new couple is prone to believe that their passion is so strong that it will always last. Young couples will often assert, it will never happen to us. Only after they begin to face the stresses of work, children, and the ever-ringing telephone, financial concerns, and the many pressures of family life does a rude awakening occur. Sex gets postponed, sexual desire diminishes under stress, and sexual performance anxiety is prone to rise. The loss of sexual passion in a relationship causes particular anxiety today because so many people have been sexually active before settling down in a committed relationship. With women and men free to experiment with multiple partners, the heights of premarital sex can be easily savored and the lows just as easily rationalized. Equally important, sex outside a committed relationship carries with it an aura of suspense and titillation. Discovering a new person is almost always exciting and a little naughty. This dependency on varieties to stimulate passion can become an addiction, particularly for men. Correspondingly, the limitations of a monogamous relationship can generate withdrawal symptoms of anxiety and depression. A committed sexual relationship presents every couple with a challenge and an opportunity. On the one hand, there are daily responsibilities and psychological forces at work to diminish sexual passion and encourage boredom. On the other hand, the security of mutual commitment makes possible the discovery of a limitless new dimension of personal self-disclosure to stimulate sexual passion. In the beginning of a relationship, couples excite one another primarily by revealing and sharing their bodies. In the maturing sexual relationship between life mates, couples can discover an even greater source of sexual excitement by revealing their emotional selves and communicating heart-to-heart -heart in sexual play. Once again, the problem is that most people grew up internalizing emotional barriers to such heart-to-heart -heart communication. Boys are encouraged to be strong, take it like a man, unemotional, don't cry, and tough. Don't let anyone push you around. Girls are caught in a double standard. They should be charming and attractive, virginal, but not overly manipulative or seductive, a tease. As children go, grow older, these biases and unrealistic standards result in the inability to acknowledge the wide range of feelings associated with sex and, the, and to communicate deep sexual needs and desires. This behavioral pattern in childhood results in a multiplicity of fears associated with sexual self-disclosure. Men fear that exposing their sensitive, vulnerable sides will render them powerless to women who might perceive them as weak-willed wimps. Women who are in a position of physical and emotional surrender contend with fears of being used and abandoned, or at the very least, feeling rushed through sex and left unsatisfied. Men struggle with performance anxieties and, in some cases, fear of impotence. As natural hormone, hormonal releases slow and it takes longer to become aroused, Women face an equally anxiety-laden sexual concern, asking for what they need. Having been taught to attract men without going too far, women are trained to stifle their deepest sexual needs. These fears explain in large measure why so many people feel empty and frustrated after sexual encounter, even with a spouse. Under extreme personal or job-related stress, many men create additional pressure upon themselves by maintaining a profile of 
invincibility to their lovers. Hence, a wife or girlfriend may be innocently enjoying this show of passion, which the man actually perceives as a superhuman effort to service her out of duty. For women, some emotional bonding is necessary for arousal. When a man looks upon sex as nothing more than a physical sti physically stimulating workout, a woman who expects an exchange of intimacy or assurance or of commitment is left feeling used and abandoned. Performance anxiety is a major source of resentment for men and women in committed relationships. Men want to validate their sexuality by creating a positive sexual experience for their lovers. They tend to resent the fact that they have no way to fake an arousal or avoid the obligation to perform. Women, in contrast, tend to resent the fact that most men can have an orgasm so easily, in some cases too early. Men resent women who don't take the initiative or expect a man to be a mind reader instead of asking for what they need. Women resent men who rush into a course without long seduction. Women resent lovers who appear to be emotionally uninvolved before, during, or after sex. Another reason for sexual dissatisfaction among women is the inability to express secret fantasies and erotic desires. This problem is the result of two conflicting factors. Parental and religious upbringing to be a sweet and innocent and encouragement from peers and fashion to appear seductive and be sexually free. Thus, a woman may be in conflict about expressing normal, healthy sexual desires for fear of being branded as an uptight or a slut. In a fit-for-love relationship, sexual excitement and pleasure are not based upon any standard of performance, but developed from emotionally, emotional intensity and the ability to react Recreate passion. The ability to recreate passion. Skillful couples create a great freedom by establishing a bond of trust that alleviates the pressures and fear of judgment, rejection, imperfection, and performance. Being together in a fully present, intimate way opens the channel of communication to allow for full disclosure of emotions, fears, desires, and fantasies. Sex can be a routine act of fulfilling desire, in which case boredom is inevitable, or it can be a window to discovery to yourself and your lover with a depth of passion to last a lifetime. It is only by trusting your lover with your most intimate feelings and slowing down to savor your natural rhythm that sex will remain an adventure. How satisfied are you with your sexual intimacy? Here is an exercise that can help you assess your own concerns about self-disclosure during sex and help you begin talking about these issues with your life mate. Answer each question with a yes or no. There is no right answers, only feelings that serve you most through honest expression. One, I worry about sexually pleasing my lover. Two, I sometimes wonder if my love partner is really that sexually turned on to me. Three, I have difficulty letting go and experiencing intimate sexual pleasure. Four, I feel blamed by my lover for any sexual problem that we have. Five, I am likely to blame my lover for our sexual difficulties. Six, I am irritated when my lover is reluctant to have sex with me. Seven, I get frustrated trying to seduce or turn on my lover. Eight, when it comes to sex, I sometimes feel my lover just wants to get right to it and doesn't enjoy cuddling or getting me aroused. Nine, I'm afraid of losing my desire and passion in the midst of our sexual play. Ten. It seems as if we find many distractions to avoid enjoying each other sexually. 11. I am afraid of my lover's reaction when I refuse to have sex. 12. Sometimes out of duty, I submit to sex and then later resent my lover for it. 13. I don't like to respond sexually when my spouse pressures me. The more the demands, the more I turn off. 14. I sometimes feel my mate withhold sex to control, manipulate, or punish me. 15. I sometimes feel so angry that I don't want to be sexually intimate. 16. I turn off sexually when my love partner doesn't show enough sensitivity, care, and tenderness. 17. I sometimes feel depressed, angry, or alone following sex. 18. Although I would like to experiment with new and different techniques for sexual play, my love partner is unwilling to try them. 19. I feel that we do not set aside enough quality time for intimacy and spontaneous sex. 20. It seems the only time we intimately touch is when we have sex. 21. I'm not comfortable touching my genitals and pleasuring myself when I'm having sex with you. 22. We tend to repeat a sexual routine with regards to foreplay positions and time of day. 23. During sex, my mind strays from you and into private thoughts and fantasies. 24. Sex has become more of a pleasant pastime 
as opposed to something passionate and exciting. 25. I am sometimes troubled by the memory of a negative or painful sexual experience. 26. Sex seems like a victory for my mate, but yielding, submitting, or surrendering experience for me. 27. I have sexual fantasies that I am too embarrassed to share. 28. I'm unsure about the effectiveness of our method of birth control and often worry about getting pregnant. Tally the checks in both yes and no columns. A greater number of yes responses indicating dissatisfaction with your sexual intimacy. The issue here is not achieving a specific score to measure a particular level of sexual love fitness. Rather, this quiz is intended to help you and your lover explore those beliefs, attitudes, and habits you bring to bed with you that limit sexual intimacy. When reviewing answers with your lover, remember each of you is 100% responsible for your own sexual satisfaction. The more open, honest, and specific you are, the more receptive you will be to learning about each other's sexuality while discovering greater intimacy. Now review each response while considering the following. One, what I need to let you know about my sexual needs is. Two, you could excite me sexually by. Three, I would feel less pressured if. Four, you could assist me by. Five, I could assist you by. Six, some things I specifically want to do to expand our sexual intimacy are. Remember, when it comes to feelings, no one is wrong. This love fitness principle is especially important when it comes to sex. Issues in your sexual relationship. Here's another quiz that can help you learn more about your own sexual concerns and desires, as well as those of your life mate. You may find that more than one choice applies to each question. Remember, the issue is not a right answer, but rather taking the time to speak intimately and openly with your mutual section about your mutual sexual needs and preferences. One, what you could do to add intimacy to our sexual relationship is A, be more spontaneous, playful, and creative instead of practical, unemotional, and realistic. Two, ask what would give me great sexual pleasure. Three, express your deepest fantasies and turns-ons. Two, some of the ways we could be more physically intimate without get intercourse are A, gentle stroking, hair, foreheads, thighs, etc. B, deep massage, back, legs, feet, etc. C, kisses everywhere and anywhere. Three, communicating how much I love you during sex with words, eye contact, and genuine feeling is A, difficult, uncomfortable. B, something I want to work on. C, quite easy and enjoyable. Four, troubles I sometimes have with my sexual confidence include feeling that A, I can't believe... I am really that special to you. B, I'm afraid you'll abandon or reject me if I expect too much of you sexually or romantically. C, I need you to take the risk and be intimate first. I prefer to respond rather than to initiate. Five, if I'm not affectionate or giving in our sexual relationship, it is because A, I'm angry, blocked. B, I'm preoccupied with thoughts from the day. C, I'm tired, exhausted, not present. Six, when I undress in front of you, I frown and feel upset with the way I look and get under the covers as fast as I can. B. Look with scorn at my profile and make sarcastic comments about my inadequacies. C. Enjoy being nude. 7. Some ways I prefer to make love are A. In the dark, where we always do. B. In unique places, indoors and outdoors. C. At certain periods of the day, morning, afternoon, or evening. 8. Sharing my most intimate desires and fantasies with you is A. Difficult, uncomfortable, impossible. B, okay, except for my most secret erotic fantasies. C, easy and enjoyable. Nine, your sharing secret sexual fantasies with me is A, highly pleasurable, erotic. B, okay, except for fantasies that are threatening to me. C, unacceptable, difficult. Ten, the way I sometimes take sexual responsibility for you is by A, faking an orgasm. B, trying to give you an orgasm. C. Worrying about how satisfied you are with my performance. 11. When it comes to romance in our intimate sex life, it seems A. We have more important things to do than think about romance. B. We have a romantic side that we turn on when we get away. C. Who needs romance? 12. When I feel your discomfort of being sexually intimate with me, you. A. Tune me out and engage in sex mechanically. B. Create an argument. C. Complain of fatigue and exhaustion. 13. Intercourse with you is A. Passionate, romantic, and loving. 
B, spontaneous and creative. C, boring routine. 14. Having you stimulate me orally to orgasm is A, uncomfortable, difficult. B, a turn-off, repulsive. C, exciting and highly pleasurable. 15. Orally stimulating you to orgasm is A, a turn-off, repulsive. B, acceptable only as foreplay. C, erotic and highly exciting. 16. When we're making love and you say, a little slower please, or ouch, please be careful there, I feel A, criticized as a lover. I can't win with you, can I? B, that I must instantly stop and apologize. C, glad that you trust me enough to be outspoken. 17. Using a vibrator as part of sex play to achieve orgasm is A, erotic and exciting. B, a crutch and wrong. C, unnatural, repulsive. 18. For you or me to have fantasies while making love is A, erotic and exciting. B, okay on occasion. C, indicates something is wrong. 19. Your being open enough to masturbate in front of me is A, enjoyable, erotic. B, okay only as part of lovemaking. C, a turnoff, disgusting. 20. The thought of masturbating in front of you is A, exciting, erotic. B, unacceptable except uh, as part of lovemaking. C, very difficult, a turnoff. 21. During intercourse, you and I, A, intimately flow back and forth between each other's feelings. B, are each in our own feelings and thoughts. C, are automatic and engaged in routine. 22. When we make love, I have an orgasm, A, often and easily. B, sometimes with difficulty. C, orgasm, what's that? 23. When it comes to orgasm, A, simultaneous orgasm is to be strived for. B, multiple orgasms is to be strived for. C, I am not goal-oriented and can simply enjoy whatever is happening. 24. I think you would be disapproving of me or disappointed if I, A, didn't have an erection or get aroused. B, didn't reach orgasm. C, didn't say yes to all your sexual advances and desires. 25. Sometimes when we are sexually intimate for too long, I feel an urge to A. Pull back from you by making jokes or changing the subject. B. Escape by turning on the TV or making something to eat. C. Withdrawing into fantasies and private thoughts. 26. When you have an orgasm, A. I always know it. B. I want my partner to verbalize what's happening. C. I never know it. 27. For men only, having maintained an interaction, A. Sometimes causes me anxiety. B. Is easy, relaxed, something I don't think about. C. Is a constant fear in the back of my mind. 28. For women only, when your partner has difficulty achieving or maintaining an erection, A. I pretend it's all right while wondering what I've done wrong. B. I get angry and feel cheated. C. I don't feel responsible, but I am supportive. Just as in the first quiz, take time to share with your lover what you learned about your sexual experiences. What certain issues... Were certain issues difficult for you? Which fears, expectations, and difficulties regarding sexual intimacy were most pronounced? What is your lover's response? What in your lover's response surprised you? What in your own responses were surprised to your lover? Use this questionnaire as a tool for further discussion about your sexual intimacy. Sexual Heart Talks. Sustained passion in a sexual relationship depends on discovering the excitement of vulnerability. When John came for a consultation, he was troubled by sexual guilt, so much so that sex with his wife had become a source of major anxiety. I love Karen dearly, John explained in our office. She's intelligent, supportive, and beautiful. We don't fight very often, but when we do, we make up without holding grudges. All that's great, except there's this major problem. I can't be passionate with her. When I am, I feel terrible, really rotten. I can't explain it. The source of John's guilt became evident when he revealed the numerous sexual encounters in his past. I dated a lot of girls who were fun to take out, but not the marrying kind, he admitted. Now, due to the rigid sexual upbringing, John was subconsciously acting out the belief that you can't have wild erotic sex with the woman without losing respect for her. John viewed Karen as the mother of their child and felt enormous guilt over sexual fantasies that he had fulfilled with other women in the past. During their courtship, they had been much more intimate with one another and had a, had a genuinely fun and exciting sex life. After six years of marriage, however, each had become disenchanted with their lack of sexual desire. When Karen relaxed enough to open up, she revealed, I can't act out my sexual fantasies. I've become afraid of my own passion. Every evening is the same. 
we eat, clean up the house, play with our daughter, put her to bed. When we finally go to bed, we're exhausted. I'm bored and in a rut. Sex can be a barometer of intimacy in a long-term relationship. When sex goes flat and remains boring, often the relationship is on its way to trouble. Fortunately, it was not too late for John and Karen. Rather than blaming one another or their upbringing, we asked them to practice sexual heart talks. See chapter three for guidelines and instructions. With some anxiety, but a lot of enthusiasm, they took turns nightly with one or two of the following sexual heart talks. They were careful not to interrupt, to give their undivided attention, and to be specific, open, and honest. One, when I fear that I will not perform sexually to your satisfaction, I. Two, the best thing about our sex life is. Three, my father gave me the impression that sex was. Four, my mother gave me the impression that sex was. Five, sexual thoughts I feel guilty about are. Six, what I find sexually attractive about you is. Seven, what I would like to add to our sexual and physical intimacy is. Eight, when I would like to be sexually romantic and you don't respond, I. Nine, I feel like withdrawing from sex when. Ten, I turn on to you most when. Eleven, three sexual fears I have are. Twelve, I feel sexually frustrated when. Thirteen, it would be easier to express my sexual desire if. Fourteen, if I told you what I sexually desire and would enjoy most, the way I think you would respond is. Fifteen, a sexual secret I'm afraid to share with you is. Sixteen, I think our experience of sexual pleasure is. Seventeen, the sexual delight I would like to indulge with you is. Eighteen, the sexual fantasy I would like to act out with you is. Nineteen, we would improve our experience of oral sex by. Twenty. The way I would like to be touched is. As we suggested to John and Karen, your life mate could also consider the following additional questions. One, what underlies the fear of expressing your thoughts? What are you afraid might result? Two, what, if, what do these secrets and hidden feelings reduce your ability to love yourself? How do these secrets and the hidden feelings reduce your ability to love yourself? Three, what do you hope to gain by hiding or withdrawing this fear? Four, what is the cost of the, to the relationship of not communicating whatever it is you are afraid to share? Five, how does it affect your self-image? Six, what is the worst that you imagine your partner might think, feel, or do if you revealed yourself? Seven, what is the best that you imagine your partner might think, feel, or do if you revealed yourself? Like many couples, John and Karen had become so centered on sexual lovemaking that they neglected other aspects of physical intimacy. We reminded them of another heart talk that through nonverbal, though nonverbal, is crucial to well-being. We each needed two hugs a day to survive, four hugs a day for proper maintenance, and six to really thrive. In addition to emotional sharing, love fitness entails regular physical embracing with your intimate partner. This heart-to-heart -heart contact is often more intimate and fulfilling than trying to rush to a quick orgasm. Sharing X-rated fantasies, overcoming guilt. Another valuable exercise for enhancing your sexual communication is to explore fantasies with your lover. We suggested that John and Kate, Karen write in detail one sexual fantasy that each had been afraid to share. The fancy Fancy didn't have to involve each other, but after writing it down, we instructed them to insert each other's names as participants. This was crucial for John because he felt too much guilt to fantasize about Karen. Each came up with exciting scenes. Here's John's. I imagine Karen taking Karen out into the woods on a picnic with our favorite wine and food. After a great meal, we lie in the sun and slowly take off one another's clothes. We kiss and caress for a long time each growing aroused. Karen begins kissing my belly, then works her way down to my erect organ. She tongues and blows gently before taking me fully into her mouth. Sensing I'm on the edge of an intense release, Karen quickens the place, pace, licking and massaging until I lose control and surrender completely to her command. Karen's fantasy was more elaborate. One afternoon while I'm at the office, John calls to ask me out on a date. After assuring me of the seriousness of his offer, I accept and agree to meet him later at the French Bistro where he proposed to me. 
Intrigued, I leave for home early, giving myself time for a long soak in the tub. After slipping into the blue silk dress he loves, I spritz on some perfume, don my highest heels, and drive out to the restaurant. John is waiting for me at our table, decorated with candles and surprise, a vase of gardenias that he'd ordered. When I ask him what the occasion is, he just smiles and says mysteriously, we're celebrating you. After champagne and dinner, we return home and John leads me upstairs to our bedroom. John says to me, you look so beautiful tonight, Karen. I want to spend the rest of this evening showing you just how much I love you. Taking me in his arms, we exchange slow, deliberate kisses, flushed with the heat of passion. Then John pulls away the silken sheath to fully reveal my naked body. I lay upon the bed while he undresses, telling me how much I, much I desire his touch. Telling him how much I desire his touch. John asks me to close my eyes, and soon I again smell the fragrance of flowers. My body is taut with anticipation, and suddenly I experience the delight of a gardenia blossom being drawn playfully across my breasts. I laugh with happiness and reach up to embrace John, filled with an intensity of longing that demands release. Feeling the full contact of our bodies, John kisses me tenderly as he slowly penetrates my being. I wrap my arms around his waist and whisper words of desire as we fall into a natural rhythm of thrusting and retreating. We are in absolute harmony, sharing deep loving kisses as the passion rises within us. Suddenly, John's fingertips slip through mine and we allow the overwhelming pleasure to bring us to ultimate unity. Our bodies still pulse with energy as we surrender to the sweetness of the moment, needing no words, no promises, only the knowing that our love has forged a bond even stronger than we had before. At first, the thought of reading each other's sexual fantasies generated some anxiety. Karen, however, convinced John she was excited to learn how to please him. She also volunteered to read her fantasy first. Why didn't you tell me this before? John asked, flushed with passion and excitement, which surprised her. They chose a Friday evening to experiment. John played some light jazz on the stereo while they prepared and enjoyed a gourmet meal. Afterward, they climbed the stairs to their bedroom. As John lay on the bed watching her, Karen indulged in another fantasy. She danced erotically and uninhibitedly. John was amazed at seeing this new side of her. Then she undressed seductively, caressing her breasts, teasing herself and John into a state of high sexual excitement. When I saw him getting aroused, she said, I felt an, a release inside and I lay down on the floor. His hands traced the outline of my body as he probed my clitoris with his tongue. John started fondling himself too, and that got me doubly excited. He finally moaned with pleasure and that pushed me over the edge. I screamed, I'm coming! And I had the wildest orgasm of my life. John later explained, the next afternoon while our daughter was out playing with the neighbors, we shared some more intimate heart talks and then made love for hours. The experience of sharing sexual fantasies with each other had a profoundly liberating effect on John and Karen. They began to explore other fantasies, one where Karen was the innocent virgin turned into a sex slave, another where she was his master. Soon, John and Karen were enjoying a new freedom and desire in their sex life. No matter how committed one is to a life mate, monogamy of the mind is not only difficult, it is probably impossible. Fantasy is a powerful stimulus to sensual pleasure. Sexual fantasy can also be very helpful in reducing anxiety and nurturing arousal. It can also help dispel boredom and monotony. You and your mate can use it as a stepping stone to explore sexual adventures and can enhance your love life. Finally, sexual fantasy can be used to develop communication and trust. By sharing your fantasies with your lover, you may can mutually disinhibit each other. You can create a warm, safe environment where any anxieties that may surface dissolve in love and pleasure. Many people are troubled by guilt feelings caused by sexual fantasies. It is quite natural, however, for men and women to have fantasies, and often outrageous ones at that. By any criteria or classification, quite normal people have reported fantasies of group sex, homosexuality, lesbianism, extramarital affairs with known or unknown people, fetishes, incest, sadomasochism, etc. In all these examples, the fantasies may have been recurring, but not exclusively 
or exclusive or consistent. The only harm was needless guilt, fear, or worry. Sexual fantasies are just that. They require neither action nor guilt. One caution. It is important to create an intimate and trusting atmosphere for sharing sexual fantasies. Disclosing your fantasies without warning to arouse jealousy or hostility can bring devastating results. So keep in mind that sexual fantasies are normal, but you must agree to follow the Heart Talk guidelines when sharing them. Also, remember that when experimenting with erotic fantasy, no matter what its twists, for example, making love to a stranger or a movie star, the exquisite joy lies in discovering your own and your lover's passion. Let your fantasy life bring you closer to your lover. Can love and passion last? Kirk is 31-year-old engineer and Vicky is a 28-year-old school teacher. They were married seven years ago and have two children. Now that the children are in nursery school and kindergarten, Vicky has gone back to work part-time. From the outside, it appears they have an ideal relationship with jobs they enjoy, children they love, and a bright future. They don't talk about their problems over with friends. But in the bedroom, arguments prevail. When I come on to her at night, she isn't interested, Kirk complains. I don't know what the problem is or what she expects, but holding back isn't going to solve anything. I'm at the point where it's not worth it anymore. I'd just as soon forget the whole thing. It seems we're arguing constantly. Vicky says, If only Kirk could see himself. It's always the same routine. He kisses me and caresses my breasts. Then he kisses my nipples a while and then a little oral sex. Before he gets too excited, he penetrates me. He usually comes in five minutes or so. Sometimes I climax. Mostly I don't. It's boring. The passion is gone. It's like watching the same movie over and over. Boredom is the principal problem in long-term sexual relationships. There's no adventure in our lives, Kirk laments. Every evening's the same. I come home from work exhausted. While Vicky puts up, puts the dinner on the table, I have a few minutes with the kids. We eat. I help clean up. We put the kids to bed. Then I have two or three hours of work to finish. When I come to bed, Vicky is usually asleep. If I wake her, she's irritated with me and very rarely responds to sexual overtures. We're in a rut, but I don't know how to get out of it. I wonder if our sex life will ever be passionate again. Vicky has her own complaints. Kirk comes to bed at 1 a.m. and expects me to be ready and waiting for him. He hasn't paid any attention to me all day, isn't sensitive to the fact that I've been getting up before he does to serve breakfast before we all have to leave the house. He doesn't spend time with me on weekends either. If he doesn't have chores around the house, he has work he's brought home where there's some damn sports event he has to watch. Tell me why I'm supposed to be waiting for him, all steamy and wet like some whore in a movie. That's what it's like. Sex with hardly a word between us. I think he's lost all real interest in me. Kirk and Vicky are not alone. Millions of young couples are faced with similar problems. Sociologists have cataloged an infinitum ad infinitum the cultural forces, such as the corporation, the growth of suburbia, the isolation of the nuclear family that put pressure on marriage. The solution to Kirk and Vicky's problem lies in discovering how they are asphyxiating the magic in their relationship and how they can revitalize their sex lives. While Kirk and Vicky came in for therapy, we said, you both realize that you're still in love. The question is whether you are motivated to break your patterns now or go to your separate ways. Fortunately, they came in early enough and were still optimistic about becoming lovers again. To help them regain their sexual pleasure and romance they enjoyed when they first met, we suggested the following exercises. Sharing acknowledgments. Like most couples in conflict, Kirk and Vicky became tense, defensive, and emotionally withdrawn whenever they were together. They had trouble making eye contact. When they argued, neither listened. Both felt unappreciated. To help them, help remind them why they were together, we asked them to sit face to face, making eye contact as they exchanged acknowledgments with each other. This simple exercise had very few rules. The person speaking described in one or two specific events what he or she appreciates about the person listening. The listener must accept the acknowledgments and say either thank you or I got it after each statement and repeat the communication as close to the original as possible without adding anything, dodging the compliment or arguing the point. This exercise was a radical departure from Kirk and Vicky's usual mode of communication, consisting of accusations, demands, threats, and counter-threats. While at first the tension between them seemed to build, it quickly peaked and then slowly melted away. A few minutes after Kirk began listing the things he appreciated about Vicky, her eyes filled with tears. Immediately, 
Kirk began to cry. Neither could deny the love that was underneath the struggle in their relationship. Releasing the flow of love. Another beneficial exercise was to make a list beginning with the statement, the ways I've been blocking my love in my life is. This technique helps you stop blaming your partner and start seeing how you contribute to the relationship's failure or success. Since both partners were defensive and hostile, Kirk and Vicky each needed to learn how they had fallen into those patterns and how to break out of them. Revealing how you inhibit your pleasure, keep up your defenses, and prevent feelings of trust and intimacy can help you free yourself. By admitting honestly how you stand in the way of giving or receiving love, you no longer need to attack or blame your partner. On her list, Vicky describes, the way I've been blocking my love in my life is by blaming Kirk for the problems in our relationship, by shutting off my feelings and withholding sex to punish him and gain power, by making Kirk feel insecure, isolated, and angry. On his list, Kirk included by getting angry and demanding sex, by working too hard and then using sex to alleviate the stress more than to express my love, by trying so hard to make Vicky have an orgasm that I stop feeling tender or listening to her feelings. Having an AFFAIR with your spouse. By acknowledging how each has been stifling their love, Kirk and Vicky created a small breakthrough. They felt a great release when they recognized their sexual problems were not causes, but symptoms of other difficulties in their relationship. This expanded perspective helped them explore other aspects of the Love Fitness Program to regain their spontaneous affection that first characterized their relationship. In order to help Vicky and Kirk overcome their sexual conflicts and renew enjoyment and sexual satisfaction, we suggested they have an AFFAIR. A, adventure, F, fun, F, fantasy, A, affection, I, intimacy, R, romance. A, adventure. Kirk and Vicky realized that their relationship was filled with shoulds, oughts, and have-tos, in which each took the other for granted. They decided to do everything they could to avoid getting locked into boring routines. As a result, they set up creative adventure days. At least once a month, Kirk or Vicky took turns being responsible for a day trip or a weekend out proved to be a memorable adventure. One day, Kirk took Vicky on all her favorite rides at a nearby amusement park. Another weekend, Vicky took Kirk on an art tour to the museums and galleries he never had time for. One Sunday, Kirk encouraged Vicky to spend the morning lounging in bed while he brought her breakfast in bed and catered to his sexual desires. 1. Draw a pleasure map of your body and describe an adventure you would like to go on to explore your lover. Indicate the spots where you will be exquisitely pleasured by long, slow, loving strokes. There may be areas that you would like kissed or massaged with oil. Use your imagination and think of how delicious it would feel to have your body erotically pleasured in just the ways you've dreamed. Two, you're driving along in the car and you suddenly get the urge to pull over onto a country country road and make love. Tell your partner you have a surprise in store for him or her and take the risk. F, fun. Couples who play together stay together. Marriage doesn't always have to be grown up. All work and no play makes any love relationship dull. dull. You can often increase your energy for problem-solving challenges and responsibilities by taking some time out for fun and play. The critical principle here is to do less and accomplish more. The couples who find time to relax and play will also find time to meet larger responsibilities with energy and vitality. Here are some fun suggestions. 1. Have a party in your bedroom. Cover the bed with rose petals or tie balloons off to the bedpost. Wear something sexy. Turn on the stereo. Pour a glass of champagne to share before slipping into a bubble bath. 2. Create a theme for dinner. Make a Japanese setting on the living room floor with two pillows facing each other. Some incense, candles, chopsticks, cup of hot sake or tea, along with takeout sushi you picked up on your way home, and whatever else creates the mood. Slip into your favorite kimonos and have one ready for your lover. 3. Have your love partner treat you to like a young, ingenuine, innocent, and uncertain what to do. Say you've never done anything like this before and that you feel nervous. Make it brand new. State the rules. No intercourse, petting, okay, etc. Dress for the part. F. Fantasy. Allow yourself the freedom to act out a safe fantasy, giving your imagination and creativity free reign. Take turns or else create the fantasy together. Consider the following questions. 1. What kind of person 
would you and your lover be? Two, describe the place, time, and situation you would find yourselves in. Three, what kind of life would you lead? Four, what, kind, what would your character's sexual fantasy be? This exercise is not only fun, but very revealing. It allows lovers to explore their daydreams and fantasies while learning more about themselves and one another. You might consider indulging in your fantasies for a few hours or the entire day. Using costumes and props, you might choose to stay in roles as fantasy lovers. Here is how some couples have used their imagination. One, the two of you go back to the time you first met and the times you made love and the first times you made love. You imagine playing the courtesan and conqueror. You have entered a place, palace of sexual pleasure with a personal slave at your beck and call. Three. Four. You switch sex roles completely. Role reverse dating and lovemaking. Five. You write down your most erotic fantasies and read them to your partner. Or write out five fantasies, put them in a hat, and have your partner pick one to enact. A. Affection. The word affection comes from effect. There is nothing more welcome than when you're feeling down than a big hug from your lover. In every relationship, there will be occasions when one lover needs more from the other and vice versa. Be sensitive to those times while responding with, considerate, uh, responding with considerate loving gestures. Love blossoms when deep feelings of affection are communicated. For example, write your partner a poem, give foot rubs, or wash and comb each other's hair. Try following heart-to-heart -heart exercises without speaking. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, and release the day's tension as you exhale and relax your body entire body. Continue breathing in this way until you feel quite relaxed. Rest your hands on your lover's heart. Feel it pulsing with life and energy. Be receptive to everything the heart is conveying and remain open and silent. Simply receiving, then have your life mate do the same for you, holding his or her hands over your heart while you relate your feelings through nonverbal communication. After about 10 minutes of intimate silence, Take turns sharing what you were nonverbally saying and feeling with your partner. Gentle, appropriate, appreciative touch can relax a tired mind, soothe the soul, and comfort the body. Heart-to-heart -heart touching must be practiced on a regular basis until it becomes a normal part of relating sensually as well as sexually to each other. Allow your heart to speak to your lover through gentle massage. A slow, sensual touch gratifies all the senses, gliding your hands over each other's bodies over each other, caressing and communicating with all parts of the body, mind, and spirit that are being explored. With slow, deliberate strokes, caresses, and fondle all the sensitive contours of each other's bodies. Be absolutely involved in the moment, allowing yourself the experience of exquisite touching without having your lover expect or need anything from you. This inspires a new level of trust and openness that will add immeasurably to the quality of your communication. If you find this process uncomfortably leads to intercourse, that's all right uncontrollably leads to intercourse. That is all right. But the real force focus is to unlock sex sensual feelings and speak to each other through touching in a relaxed, effortless man manner. I. Intimacy. Intimate sex means enjoying each other sexually in the here and now, whether or not you reach orgasm. Sexual energy is a form of vitality. Intimate energy is another form of vitality. Discuss ways that you and your lover can find intimacy in everything you do, like going for a walk in your neighborhood, cooking a meal together, and reading to each other. Consider the following explorations. 1. Compose a list of the most intimate thoughts your lover can ask. For example, how does it feel when I reach orgasm with you? Is there a way in which you feel I could be more sensitive during lovemaking? Are you happy with how I touch you while we're essentially exploring? Two, when you make love, maintain eye contact to establish a connection for channeling love while physically bonding. Three, be willing to share your deepest feelings and fears with each other. I'm frightened of being too close to you. I might lose myself. I don't want you to become bored with me. I'm not interested in sex right now, but would you like to, but would like you to hold me? I feel like you tune me out when we're making love. I like it when you talk to me about your fantasies. Sometimes I just want to go off by myself and not worry about you. I feel like I feel you can ex can't accept my imperfections. I like it when you are patient and don't expect or need an orgasm. 
I like to act like a naughty girl when we make love. I'm afraid I can never satisfy you. I wish you would put more energy into keeping the passion alive in our relationship. Remember, intimacy cannot be rushed. It begins by letting your lover see into you and assisting your lover in feeling safe enough to let you see into him or her. Take the risk of opening your innermost feelings and sex with your life mate can become fantastic lifelong adventure. R. Romance. If you continue to kindle romance, you will continue to experience your life mate as your lover. If you treat your mate as my old man or the little wife at home, you will be bored. A monogamous relationship is a creative challenge. The first few months of bonding are easy. The challenging the challenge over time is to always treat each other as special and keep the magic alive. True romance is a willingness to, to seduce your partner into intimacy and passion, to have him or her fall in love with you again and again. Remember, the experience of passion is directly related to the state of fitness of your body. Regular exercise, good nutrition, and regular meditation allow your energy and desire to be at peak levels. You are responsible for creating romance and recapturing it. Here are some romantic ideas. One, imagine a romantic evening for this week and a romantic weekend in the next two months. What would make it special, memorable, unique? What would you wear and eat? What music and sights might fill your environment with? Now actually follow through and make it happen. Two, romance does not have to cost you anything, only your intention. A love letter, a wildflower, a walk by the seashore. Be tourists in your own city guests in your own home. Three, give yourself the freedom to be apart. Absence does make the heart grow fonder. Some, some couples stifle romance with constant togetherness. By trusting each other to be apart, you both nurture commitment and give each other the opportunity to grow as individuals. The result will be the excitement of discovering each other anew. <laughs> Choosing Monogamy, a Daring Adventure. In the course of our work with Todd and Vicky, each revealed strong temptations to have an affair. Vicky, in particular, had a friend who extolled the benefits of an affair for a sex life caught in a routine. This concern is not unusual. Given the past two decades of liberated sex, tragically, statistics indicate that over 75% of married men and over 60% of married women have had affairs. Our view is that extramarital affairs result not so much from the being bored with the relationship as from boredom with yourself. Affairs are a fl flight from the more difficult tasks of confronting inadequate communication and making changes that result in growth for you, your lover, and the relationship. Yielding to the temptation of an affair is the exact opposite of accepting the challenge of becoming true life mates. The once cherished dogmas of liberated sex, exotic pleasure without consequences, multiple partners without jealousy, recreation without creation, have proven false. We now see that liberated sex has bred sexual exploitation, performance fears, manipulation of love, disease, unwanted pregnancies, boredom, and spiritual malice. Indeed, most singles now create arm's length relationships out of mistrust and the pain of the repeated dishonesty, manipulation, and rejection. AIDS is the tip of the iceberg, the outstanding current example of the results of widespread sexual exploitation. We encourage couples to choose monogamy openly and thoughtfully. When we discuss the issue with Todd and Vicky, we ask them to examine their feelings about sexual exclusivity, and we encourage their affirmation of commitment, not out of religious or legal duty, but voluntarily out of their desire to create the most rewarding relationship possible. We talked about the appeal of a superficial exotic novelty and the challenge of a rich intimacy that allows a deeper eroticism to begin. We discussed how, to com how a committed monogamous relationship forces you to look at each other's needs and fears without self-deception. We talked about how sexual play between life mates need not be a serious burden and how a couple can help each other release fears and discover limitless energy. Monogamy, when freely chosen, becomes a spiritual quest. There is no external place to go. You must go deep within yourself and your love partner. Be aware that in letting go of old habits, your worst fears such as boredom, 
restlessness, and sometimes impotence must be acknowledged and resolved. Sexual heart talks are a way to heal those fears and discover the higher meaning of sexual liberation. When you and your lover can share your passion without fear and with patience, commitment, and trust, you may discover a, se- a state of sexual grace. Lovemaking takes on a fresh quality and energized by the intensity of feelings. This intense emotional sharing generates a limitless flow of sexual energy. It is as if you discover an inner hot spring of passion that flows spontaneously when you and your lover go inward in sexual sharing. Once you discover this level of intimacy with your life mate, monogamy loses all sense of bondage and becomes a source of liberation. An affair ceases to be a temptation and because neither of you nor your lover would want to alter your sexual fulfillment with each other. If this sounds idealistic, it is only because so few people have discovered the intense satisfaction of heart-to-heart communication during sex. That discovery is a strong is among the great rewards of becoming life mates and worth the time and effort to develop love things. Exercising Sexual Passion Todd and Vicky launched a new and exciting AFFAIR. They used these additional strategies to deepen the heart-to-heart communication in their sexual relationship. Slow down, take your time, and cherish your lover. This is the single most important sexual exercise. An orchestra does not open with a crescendo and you can't make a symphony out of lovemaking if you rush to climax. Slowing down is important because it allows you to tune in to the rhythms of your own and your partner's feelings. What do you do during pleasing? Anything that gives you and your partner pleasure. Don't think that pleasuring means you must immediately fondle each other. Try a featherlight stroke with your fingertips up the underside of the arm or light kisses on the nape of the neck between the breasts along the stomach and inner thighs use your imagination and enjoy open your heart to what your lover is feeling in response to your touch and let yourself relax becoming warm and just feel close be sensitive to what your mate needs and communicate what arouses you you may find slow light touching most enjoyable while your partner prefers firm stroking of muscle common turnoffs are a hasty jump to coitus and demanding attitude. You must learn through clear communication what you and your mate find most erotic. Don't be afraid of simple direct statements such as, I like it when you, or it turns me on when you let me. I'd like it if you'd more. Remember, however, never hurry. Especially in bed, it's important to communicate your feelings. If you feel anxious during pleasuring, tell your partner, I get uncomfortable when you... Expressing your feelings increases your trust and lessens anxiety. Give yourself permission to take the pressure out of lovemaking and open unexpected possibilities for enjoyment. You may find that intercourse becomes just one more delightful part of your lovemaking, and it's it's not its only element. Enjoy erotica. While a considerable proportion of today's erotic literature and film is actually boring and downright distasteful, Selective viewing and reading can be worthwhile. If you both agree to try erotica, you might find that it can enhance your capacity for arousal and heighten your sexual responsiveness. By enjoying an erotic video with your mate and talking about your feelings afterwards, you can break down inhibitions and learn what turns each other on. Intimate massage. You need a warm, quiet setting, soft lighting, scented oil, a firm mattress, pillows, or carpet, a lot of time. Use plenty of massage oil and rub continuously in regular, easy rhythm. Use the full surface of your hands. Try different techniques, circling, pressing, kneading, shaking, lifting, pulling for different parts of the body. A rolling pin on the back of the legs, a vibrator or two, one in each hand, and an alcohol rub can add delightful effects. Above all, an atmosphere of safety and trust is essential. Never criticize or tease your partner about being tense, ticklish, or guarded. The purpose of this exercise is to help tension and anxieties. Among the most effective pleasure-enhancing aids for some women is the vibrator. It is often effective in stimulating unresponsive women to orgasm. By increasing the frequency of your orgasm with a vibrator, you can also enhance your orgasmic potential during coitus. 
Don't be embarrassed or ashamed about adding a mechanical dimension to your sex life. Even fully orgasmic women report that vibrators expand their pleasure. Talk about using a vibrator with your lover. By acknowledging feelings of shame, inadequacy, fear, or being replaced, you and your lover can share your emotional vulnerability. You may also find that a mechanical toy is a wonderful addition to your sex life. Oral sex is an adventure for giving and receiving delightful pleasures. Developing your skill in satisfying your spouse orally can be helpful in reducing anxiety about intercourse. Again, the key is to communicate freely with your lover. Once you know that you can satisfy him or her orally, pleasure to pressure to perform through coitus diminishes dramatically. The result is twofold enhancement of your sexual experience. You develop a new way to give and receive pleasure, and you free yourself to enjoy coitus without anxiety. Skillful oral sex requires practice and communication. Take your time. Your partner must tell you what he or she likes, just as you must tell him or her. Because some people have an initial aversion to the idea of oral sex, you should never try to force it on your partner. Go slowly and share your fantasies. Practice good hygiene and be tender, and initial barriers will disappear. Two techniques have proven helpful for men to increase their orgasmic control. The pressure to perform remains a great burden for many men. You may be surprised at how many men fear the label premature ejaculator. Sexual control for a man is a learned skill that develops with great acceptance of erotic feelings. Acknowledging the fear of poor ejaculatory control and taking steps to improve can be an opportunity for you and your lover to de develop greater intimacy. One technique is called Siemens Maneuver. Once you achieve an erection, you or your partner should squeeze your penis just below the glands head. This will not hurt, but your ejection will, erection will partly diminish. When it returns, you will have enhanced your staying power. You can also use this technique to advantage during coitus. When you feel an impending orgasm, withdraw and ask your partner to squeeze your penis until your erection partly abates. Don't worry, it will return and you will be able to resume with better control. You may feel embarrassed to try this technique. Give yourself permission to talk about your feelings. A little tenderness and understanding can lead to a great breakthrough, both in your relationship and your lovemaking. The second technique is known as a stop-start. Several seconds prior to ejaculation, the male experiences pleasurable contractions. If you stop thrusting when you feel them, you can postpone ejaculation. When you stop, you should concentrate on your feelings. Don't get lost in fantasy or you may lose control. Breathe deeply and relax. The pressure for orgasm will lessen. After a few minutes, you can slowly resume thrusting. A cooperative partner is essential for developing orgasmic control. You must be sensitive to each other's signs of impending orgasm. Describe what happens and how you feel. Initial success will build confidence and control. Give yourself permission to develop your potential for multiple orgasms. Men, like women, can have one orgasm after another. The key is for the male to relax and get in touch with the full range of erotic feelings. By concentrating on your sensations immediately prior to orgasm, you can experience a minor orgasm. The net result is a building of pleasure until you decide to give in to the grand finale. If you make a competition of multiple orgasm by keeping score, you are bound to be disappointed. What you are striving for is a close relationship with your partner physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Safe sex. In this era of AIDS, herpes, chlamydia, and other sexually transmitted diseases, heart-to-heart -heart communication about you and your lover's medical history is essential to love fitness. Here are a few of the key points. Raising the issue. In any new relationship or in a relationship that may not be monogamous, you can't hide from the risk of sexually transmitted diseases by avoiding the questions. It is quite natural to feel uncomfortable opening the discussion for a variety of reasons. Asking your love partner if he or she may be at risk in connection with sexually transmitted diseases raises fundamental issues of trust and loyalty, as well as basic fears of rejection and shame. The irony is, however, that once you have an open, loving discussion about your sexual histories, you, can, you and your lover can ally each other's fears and create an intimate bond of trust. We suggest the following ways to open the discussion. I'm very turned on, but let's take a moment to talk about our health so neither of us will worry later. I love you. Let's talk about commitments and pra practices to safeguard our health. 
These questions can be difficult to pursue in a romantic setting because they are they inevitably involve some clinical issues. It is best to have these discussions before you in the bed you go in the bedroom so that you can make your decisions in a non-pressured environment emotional environment. Sharing your sexual and medical history. Once you have broached the subject of sexually transmitted diseases, there are several key questions to be discussed. Here is a short list. 1. When have you each had a last medical checkup? 2. Did either of you have or are you carriers of a sexually transmitted disease? 3. Have either of you recently exhibited symptoms of a sexually transmitted disease? 4. Have you recently made love with someone who ex either had a sexually transmitted disease or exhibited symptoms? 5. Are either of you IV drug users or bisexual? 6. In the last seven years, have you had sexual relations with a prostitute, IV drug user, bisexual, or homosexual? Making the decisions, acting with integrity. Once you've started this discussion, you may find yourself facing some difficult decisions. If you, if your lover says he or she may have made love to a bisexual person or prostitute in the last seven years, what do you do? If your lover says that he or she is a herpes carrier, but not currently showing symptoms, what risks do you take? The first decision is whether to believe what you have been told. If you doubt your potential lover's sincerity, then certainly caution would be advisable. However, it may not be that your lover is insincere, but merely afraid of rejection in disclosing secrets. In that case, it may be appropriate to have a heart talk about your sexual past. It is very difficult to make responsible decisions without full disclosure, and the heart talk exercises described in Chapter 3 can be helpful. Aside from, the abs aside from abstinence, there are several steps to take to minimize risk. First, use a condom and spermicide at the onset of any relationship. Each of you should see a doctor and get tested for AIDS. Depending on your medical examination and sexual histories and your intentions with respect to birth control, you may decide with the help of a doctor that these forms of protection are not necessary for you as a committed couple. If, however, one of you is a carrier of a sexually transmitted disease, such as herpes, which can flare up from time to time, your physician can instruct you on how to handle these outbreaks. Become informed. We recommend that you discuss these issues with a knowledgeable doctor so that you and your lover can safeguard one another's health. Sexual fulfillment and love. By far the most important element for fulfilling sex is love. The more fully you and your lover are in touch with each other's feelings, the better your sexual experience will be. A compulsive search for bigger and better orgasms alone will only produce flashes of excitement followed by boredom and irritation. The key to developing your full sexual potential lays in exploring the adventure of intimacy. Too often, couples fall into the trap of making sexual issues in their relationship too serious. The more they try to fix the sexual symptoms through manuals, techniques, devices, etc., the worse things often get. The key to solving sexual problems may be, may in some cases be simply to relax, rekindle the romance, and have more fun together. Reinventing your relationship is an opportunity to rediscover each other, to fall in love anew. You remain familiar and fresh instead of growing bored and tired of one another. Remember, the great adventure of intimate sex is inward, a journey of the heart and soul as well as the senses. Your spirits can leap free of boundaries and roles and experiences, experience the deep joy and renewal of letting go. Intimate sex is a spiritual journey to discover how open, sensitive, caring, and loving you and your life mate can be.